0: Welcome to Top 5, a show where we count things down from number 5 all the way to number 1. And this week, all listener requests all the way from the Major Spoilers Discord server. Oh yeah, the the, uh, Top 5 channel is always hopping. You guys should go check it out. Maybe you can put a request in for a future Top 5 when you join the Discord. So what are you waiting for? This week, though, I know you're waiting for the topic of this week's show. Matthew is here, Rodrigo is here, and you, our dear listener, is here this
1: week. I am waiting for the topic so I can come up with my list. Not surprising.
0: Not surprising at all. Uh, This week, ladies and gentlemen, top five uses for a cardboard box. Top five uses for a cardboard box. You know these things.
1: (laughs) Boxes made of cardboard?
0: Yeah, they're square, usually. They're made out of cardboard, corrugated sometimes. Sometimes
1: sometimes layered. Yeah. I had one that was a rhombus. It didn't work very well.
0: Yeah, probably not. So, Matthew, what do you have for your, for your number five, then, for your top five uses for a cardboard box? What is your number five?
1: My number five is one specifically in my house, although I am told that it is a universal thing, a use for a cardboard box that a lot of people see and a lot of people have. But uh, uh, to get to my story first, I got to tell you another story. Several years ago, my child had a hamster. It did not end well. Uh, And she had no pet for like two years. And then she's like, I need a pet. I definitely need a pet. And I'm like, we don't need a pet. She's like, I need a pet. Like, we're never home. We don't need a pet. She's like, I totally need a pet. So when my friend came up with a litter of stray kittens in her garage, I was like, fine. Fine. We'll get a cat. So uh, we got this cat, and it's the devil. Um, uh, just, I uh, just imagine like a mop full of fish hooks that walks around and pees on things, but it's a terrible, terrible cat. He's awful and he's bad. But if you ever wanted to catch the cat, my number five will come into play because the primary use for a cardboard box, as far as I'm concerned, or at least the, uh, quintenary use, since it's my number five is catching the cat. All you have to do is place a cardboard box on the floor in an open position And as long as the cat is aware of it, there will be a cat in that box. And I'm, you know, I again, I'm told this is a a universal thing that cats do. I actually saw something the other day. It was like a lion sitting in a big produce crate that they had put out just for the lion to sit in. But no matter what, even, you know, even if he's doing something else, even if he's off, you know, tearing things to pieces or cursing us, or I don't know, shooting his laser beams into my brain and making my head hurt. Whatever it is the cat is doing. If you want to catch the cat, place an open box on the floor and wait. So my number five use for a cardboard box is trapping Mr. Dots, the horrible, horrible parasite on my life for the last five years.
0: Okay. Uh, Rodrigo, what do you have for your number five?
2: Uh, My number five is also cat related, but, it's not about catching the cat. It's about, I guess, uh, engaging the cat so that they're not as destructive. Um, I also have a cat. Uh, her did name you is Lily. Uh, no, this cat is pretty reasonable. I mean, cats are cats. They're like demons, but this is the <laughs> this is the equivalent of, I guess, this cat. We just know all of her. Like my, this is my wife's cat. She's had her for a long time. We just know all of her idiosyncrasies, or the majority of them. So as long as you know, we're always uh, we always have the right sigils on the walls, and we always like change the yeah. the uh, direction of our, our armillaries. The cat is fine.
1: You have but to know the true name and right. Yeah. I think in I think it's either ashes or cheese. I can't remember.
2: Yeah. So. Uh, However, cardboard boxes, especially large cardboard boxes, are lots of fun for cats. They love them. Um, if you set up a cardboard box uh, that is open, they will jump into it and they will hang out in there at, until you know after a while they get bored. But then, if you just like tip that cardboard box over, it's like a brand new cardboard box to them. <laughs> And they will play with it differently, and they will, like, bat at the flaps and, you know, do stuff and, like, scratch their uh, claws on it uh, instead of your furniture, one hopes. Um, and, of course, engage with it in a more thorough and satisfying game, uh, way that uh, than any sort of cat gym or actual toy that you could buy them, right? It's like... The, the perfect toy for a cat is the wrapping that a cat toy came in. Um, and that is often a cardboard box if you buy them something big enough. So my number five is cat play area. There you go. There
0: you go. All right. My number five. I'm just going to get it out of the way right now. Um, this is one that, you know, personally, I would never think of doing. But uh, if you're just in Timberlake, it's two steps, right? Oh, First, God. you cut a hole in it. No. Then you put no. your no. dick in it. No! Dick in a box. Top five uses for a cardboard box. I guess it works for some people. I wouldn't know. Never tried it. I don't think they make boxes that big. Anyway, Matthew, you're number four, please.
1: I have that same problem with all my clothes. Um, my number four is actually one from childhood. Uh, it's the same as Steven's number five. No. No, that's wrong and bad. You're Who would terrible, give you a person. dick in a
0: box to a child? That seems like really My a bad idea, man.
1: four is actually grade school science. It is one of those cool things that you learn when you're a kid, like how to make, you know, a battery out of a potato or uh, how to make a volcano out of nothing but smelling salts and something left in the bottom of the fridge or, you know, how to scrape the red parts off of a playing card and make a jug band bomb. It's those things that you learn. My number four is a pinhole camera where you take a small box, preferably, you know, something that has like uh, a white inside or you can put a white card inside. And you cut a tiny, tiny little pinhole, an aperture in the box, and you can use it to project an inverted image of something on the inside of the box. Uh, My wife and daughter did this a few years ago when we had the, the eclipse. Yeah. Not the eclipse that uh, the president stared directly at, the eclipse before that. And they were able to look at the eclipse inside of a tiny little box. And it is a really cool kind of thing that you can do. And the trick of a pinhole camera is it's not technically a camera, except that in the strictest sense, it actually is a camera. And that's kind of the thing that, you know, will throw you off, especially if you're a but um, actually guy because you can um actually yourself in mid sense and it's kind of fascinating but
0: uh, but it is but it is matthew a a, a camera you just need to put the film is. inside of it and then you Absolutely. have a true camera
1: and you have the ability to see things that you shouldn't look directly at or you know theoretically if you have the film take a picture of a thing that you could be looking at but essentially you can project a picture now it's an inverted picture because of the way things work you know it's another bit of science it's kind of like they tell you they don't tell you this, but you know your brain. Your brain gets the image off the back of your eye, and it's upside down, and your brain inverts it, which is why when you turn upside down, it's really hard to turn left. That's actual science. Bill Nye taught me that. Uh, he did not teach me about pinhole cameras because I'm much older. I'm pretty sure I learned about those either from Mister Wizard or Mister Long, my third grade teacher. But nonetheless, my number four, a pinhole camera is something fun that you can do when you're home alone and have nothing but, you know, Amazon boxes from all the deliveries that you've gotten in the last two months.
0: Rodrigo, what do you have for your number four?
2: Uh, my number four is a giant ugly pile because you may move someday. <laughs> this has been a, a feature of every house I've ever lived, w- lived in ever since I moved out of my parents' place. And even when I was in college, it was just a small, ugly pile of cardboard boxes because at the end of the year, I was going to have to pack everything up and go. Um, When I was living in Kansas, it really got out of control because I wasn't thinking too much about it. And I just kind of, I was like, oh, a cardboard box of a reasonable size, right? Anything bigger than a shoe box. I'd be like, "Hmm, I can probably put stuff in here when I, you know, when I move away. And I'd stick it, you know, just kind of stick it in the pile. And of course, I lived in that house for like 10 years. So at some point, I like looked over and realized that the pile, which was next to my washer and dryer, was now significantly taller than my washer and dryer and, you know, wide, like wider than both of them combined. And I was like, I need to get rid of some of these boxes and I need to do it wearing shoes and gloves because I don't know what has moved into these boxes. Um, <laughs> So not only do you have a ready supply of boxes, if you ever do move or need a cardboard box for any of the other options on this list, uh, you can spend an afternoon culling it. So uh, yes, number four, giant, ugly pile because you may move something.
0: Yes. No, I totally know where you're coming from on that, Rodrigo. We had, uh, every time we move, you always want to keep a pile of boxes just in case. And if you're buying, you know, electronics, you buy a new TV or a computer or something like that you want to keep the box for a while just in case something goes bad and you have to send something back uh the right. laser cutter i have they specifically say do not throw away this box ever because if it has to be serviced you have to send it back in this box only where yeah. we want oh. to accept it so uh for the longest time under the stairs in our basement it was just boxes uh you know working all their way back in a, in a stair pattern Until finally, I was like, you know what, we're wasting a lot of space here. And because we don't have a local recycling center uh, that takes cardboard, uh, we had to put it out in the recycling each and every week for about four months. So that we weren't, uh, we weren't overloading. Overwhelmingly, yeah. Yeah, the uh, the recycling people, because they get mad if you put too much out. And so it's like, oh my gosh, for four months, literally, we were putting out three bags a week of just... Bags packed with cardboard box stuff. So I totally understand. I mean, we still on that, Rodrigo.
2: We still have the box for our TV because it has, you know, it, inside it has the like
0: styrofoam supports, like yeah. styrofoam
2: supports. And it's like if we ever move, this is the sour we're moving the TV. Yeah, it's like the most sound way to carry the TV somewhere else. Yeah.
0: Yep. Exactly. Okay. My number four. Here's something for all new parents out there this is gonna save you all sorts of time uh, all sorts of headaches, all sorts of hassle okay your your little child does not know what's going on up until the age of three okay they just they're not going to remember any of that stuff And while it may be important for you for your child to rip open a present on Christmas day or rip open a present on their birthday um, the better use of your money is to just give your one-year-old or two-year-old an empty cardboard box. (laughs) Because what inevitably happens anytime you give your young child a toy, the toy gets tossed aside and they're more interested in the box. So, all you new parents, expecting parents, upcoming parents, upcoming grandparents who are having a, a, a grandchild for the first time, don't worry about getting your child a toy. You know, just write on the outside, T-O-Y, on the outside of the box if you have to. But just give the kid an empty box with some wrapping paper. The child will be excited. The child will be happy. You take all the pictures of the child ripping open the box. You don't have to take pictures of what was in the box or really not in the box. um, Because that's all that really matters for your memories is here's this happy look of the child. And then the child just is content for the next three and a half minutes of playing with this box that you gave (laughs) him. And they're not going to know
1: it's just the best you can hope for.
0: Well, I mean, it's a memory span of a young child, honestly. Uh, And so, you know, then you're then you're done. You have done your parent duties for a year. You don't have to worry about getting a a toy for the child until they're at least turning three or that third Christmas. And that's when you can start doling out stuff. But don't waste your money as a young child. As a, as a young parent, as a new parent, who's just like, oh, we've got to get our child the greatest gift ever for their one year birthday. They're not going to remember. They're not going to care. They're going to play with the box anyway. So just give them the box. So that is my number four use for a cardboard box, a present for a one year old child. <laughs> we have now moved to our number threes. And I'm very uh-huh. curious, Matthew, what you have for your number three.
1: My number three is actually uh, something derived of the work of one of my favorite philosophers. Some people will argue uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson or Rene Descartes or your Aristotles and your Confuciuses can teach you how to operate the universe. Even your, you know, your uncle Ben Parker has some things to say. But for my money, you can't beat the simple wisdom of uh, Johnny, the air traffic controller, who says, oh, it's a pretty white plane with red stripes. Looks like a big Tylenol. And so... When Steve McCroskey said, Johnny, what do you make of this? Johnny said, I can make a hat or a brooch or a pterodactyl. And I will tell you, there is nothing more fun in this universe uh, than a little bit of just ridiculous hyperbole. But slightly after that comes chocolate. And a ways down the list comes the ability to just take a cardboard box, put it on your head, and make it into a hat. And if it has the right kind of brim, it can actually look like a great big top hat. you could pretend that you know you're Abraham Lincoln, the sixteenth President of the United States. Or as I did when my kid was really small, you would put it on your head and you would just sing a song that goes like this, hat, 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 hat. That's the entirety of the lyrics. and then you can remix it a little bit and you can put in some
0: and see <laughs> your your kid is never going to remember that you didn't get them an actual hat. you can just <laughs> get them the cardboard box. And tell them, oh, man, we got you a fantastic hat on your first birthday. And the kid will just be like, oh, yeah, I remember.
1: No, this is the thing. My kid does remember these things. My kid remembers everything because my kid, as I was cursed by my mother when I was small, my kid is, in fact, my kid. Uh, She will tell you things that you did when she was eight or seven and be like, why would you do that, dad? Why would you do that? Well,
0: yeah, when they're eight or seven. Hopefully they're remembering things from when they were eight or seven. She's
1: 16 now. So? She'll be like, when I was four, you said this. That's only like nine years later. Yeah. I mean, even I don't remember what happened nine years ago. Nine years ago was the before times. But.
0: All right. Uh, Put a hat.
1: Put it on your head. Call it a day. It's a cardboard box. It's
2: my number three.
0: All right. Rodrigo, what do you have for your number three?
2: Uh, My number three is a a very important service that cardboard boxes um, provide. Okay. Uh, Partially, of course, because of their disposability, but also because they uh, share um, a lot of traits with um, art supplies, basically, with, you know, it's like, Cardboard is not that different from, um, you know, your uh, like a flash card or poster board or whatever. So a very important function of cardboard boxes is to test our art supplies. Um, If you got a weird glitter pen or something that um, seems like it might seep into things, you can test it out in a cardboard box and say, well, this is, thicker or more corrugated than the poster board that i got and if you're actually doing stuff on cardboard then you're halfway there in fact if you're doing stuff on glossy cardboard depending on what's in your giant ugly pile you might actually find something that's very similar to it so if you need to do uh, you know if you are a a hobbyist artist and you work with uh, poster board and that sort of thing it's very helpful and as these guys have uh, mentioned, if you have children, they are going to have to do school projects of some type. I mean, one hopes. Oh man, um, yeah. we built so, an entire
0: skee ball machine out of cardboard boxes not two months ago.
2: See, and that's that's very important. And the way that you, you know, you go to the store, you buy the poster board, you buy the fancy paints, you buy all the stuff you want it to be good. So you want to test it ahead of time. And that's where a good, solid cardboard box comes in.
0: Yeah, no, hey, and I know there may be people that are scoffing at the idea of painting on a a cardboard. But one very famous painter, one Toulouse-Lautrec, used to paint. I don't know if it was exclusively on cardboard, but the dude painted a whole bunch of stuff on cardboard because it was cheap. It's what he had access to. And you can go online and look at all the different paintings uh, and charcoal and other things that he did with cardboard. I think cardboard sure. must have been invented at the turn of the century or whenever when he was uh, doing his thingy. Um, but uh, yeah, you can go Back see. In the Rouge you, yes, you can definitely go see him paint. Uh, paint him like the naked ladies that you you paint there, Toulouse. Uh, Sorry, yes.
1: Titanic. That's like twenty five years later.
0: Yes, but invented uh, Toulouse invented in the, uh, early Toulouse invented century. the uh, the the painting of naked ladies on cardboard. Go look it up. You can go see all of his paintings right there on the internet. Internet.
1: 1817, Stephen. Nice. Is they invented the cardboard.
0: Yes. Uh, So my number three uh, goes back to a long, long time ago. I can still remember.
1: Um, (laughs) How the cardboard used to make you cry.
0: It used to make me smile, actually. (laughs) Actually, it's a version of cardboard that's super, super thin. Right. And they put uh, words and pictures on it. Yes. And uh, we would get these in the mail every day, a newspaper in the mail every day. And you could go back to the cartoon section of your newspaper and read such funny things as the far side, which apparently is back for one or two panels. And that's about it. Uh, You could also find uh, really funny cartoons like Funky Winker Bean or Wiener Bean or whatever that cartoon was.
1: Okay, neither funny nor really. Funky Winker Bean is trash, my
0: friend. (laughs) You could go and find things like High and Lois, or you could find quality comic entertainment in the form of Calvin and Hobbes. (gasps) And Calvin has a great imagination. He is like, I'm kind of glad I didn't end up with a kid like, Calvin, but I kind of did. Um, but Calvin was used his imagination all the time. And it when it came time for a cardboard box, Calvin could make a cardboard box anything. He could make it a time machine, he could make it a duplicator, he could make it the X387 robot probe, he could make it the cerebral enhancertron. But the thing that worked the best for Calvin was the transmorgifier. (laughs) Turn anything into anything else. Scientific progress goes boink, I believe, is the first place that the transmorgifier appeared in that collection. Uh, You could go and find the exact date if you wanted to. There's actually, I found this out because uh, I was like, going to just do my top five of all just Calvin and Hobbes uses for uh, a cardboard box. And there is actually a Wikipedia page, or I'm sorry, not a Wikipedia page, a wiki, a fan wiki Mm -hmm. that lists all of the... Uses that Calvin used for, um, for a cardboard box. But March the first 23rd, appearance,
1: 1987.
0: Yes, is I was just 23rd. getting to that. Thank you for stealing my thunder, Matthew. The Sorry. first appearance of the Transmorgifier was March 23rd, 1987. It, it made multiple appearances. It had a dial that appeared on it uh, a little bit later. Calvin could turn himself or Hobbes into a number of different things: bugs, dinosaurs, whatever it may be. One time he turned a bunch of things into worms and his mom had to throw away the worms. So maybe the transmorgifier really worked. Who knows? But if you don't know what the transmorgifier is, definitely go pick up the collection. Uh, Scientific progress goes boink. Also, there is an online uh, website that publishes uh, old Cowan and Hobbes stuff like every day of the week. So you can go into the archives there and you can find the transmorgifier episodes. Really, really good stuff. Transmorgifier, my number three. We have now made it to our twos. Rodrigo, what do you have for your number two? Or I'm sorry, let's go to Matthew with our number two. Let's do him first.
1: Cool. Well, my number two is the same as your number three, except I leaned a little bit more towards the time machine aspect of it. But Calvin's use of the transmogrifier and the box, I love that. I used to do that when I was a kid. You would do stupid things. you know. As you mentioned, sometimes you can entertain a kid by just putting a box over them. And we had a time machine when I was a kid. An honest to to Doctor Who time machine. And what you do is you get in the box, right? And when you come out of the box, it was a different time. Now, was, that, was it
0: always anything. the future? Was it always the future when you came out? No,
1: it was usually the past, actually. Because I was a very nerdy kid. I wasn't like... You know, it, it's hard to think about this now. But I wasn't into you know, movies and comics and escapism the way that I am now. That all came later in my teens. This was when I was very, very young, and I was the kid who knew about dinosaurs and the science nerd, and I was, you know, the terrible kid who would, you know, correct you on anything. So really kind of the same as now. Um, but here's the thing. I would go to historical places that I knew from books, which is to say mostly Disney settings, uh, because we had those those Disney books you know the ones. They weren't like the Reader's Digest books, but they were disnified hardcover things that were on a, a rack in the in like the, little uh, Golden yeah. Books. They were bigger than that. They were like thick collections. There was one that I remember very clearly had. Um, are you
0: talking about the the, one, the the what is it? The big tiny books or whatever they are?
1: No, not little big books. They were actual like collections. They were the size of a trade paperback. And they were, were they comics? things. Some of them were comics. Some of them were stories. Mm. Um, the one that I remember the most had uh, the penguin. I can't remember the penguin's name, but he had uh, he had a stove named Smoky Joe, and he and Smoky Joe floated his ice flow down into the tropics. And then you learned about the tropics, and you learned about the difference between where the penguin came from and the tropics. We had some of those, and you could like go back and you could deal with Pecos Bill. They were actually pretty cool. They may actually be before Stephen in my time because I was raised by my grandparents. So they may be from, you know, the fifties and they did have Zorro in them now that I think of. It, so they probably were from the fifties and sixties for when my aunts and uncles were kids. But nonetheless, you could go back to like the old West, or you could go back to Edo period, Japan. You could go places in your time machine just by getting in and out of the box. And the best part was when you spent 15 minutes in the past, You would always come back 15 minutes later in the future, thereby supporting Stephen's uh, preferred method of time travel. Your time expended in the past still passes in your personal time frame. So that you don't have time. Yeah, exactly. You have to remember a trash can. But the time machine, my number two, one of the awesomest things that you can do with a big enough box. And I think one of my real, I think, disappointments as an adult. Is that when you're six two and you can't really find a box big enough to get inside and time travel very easily unless you like, you know, buy one of those cars out of a vending machine that comes in the box. I presume they come in the box. I don't know. I've never seen a car vending machine.
0: All right. Rodrigo, what do you have for your number two?
2: Was the penguin named Pablo? Yes.
0: Probably. Did he did he uh did his uh um, bathtub start to leak and he had to put a Put the uh, shower head in it so it would turn into a motorboat. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Is he from Three Caballeros? Yes. Yeah, he's a, he's from Tri- Three Caballeros. I, I did have to look up his name because I know his name in Spanish and they changed it. He's not named Pablo in Spanish. His name. <laughs> his <laughs> name. Yes. Are you ready for this? Okay. Pablo the penguin is not named Pablo in Spanish. Instead, they changed his name to Polo, oh. which is also the word for pole. As in South, South
0: Pole. Pole, yeah. For some right. reason, I so, for some reason that's how I knew it is is polo. Uh
2: you know, or, <laughs> there are multiple versions. It's possible that in, for example, like half of the three caballeros also exist as Saludos Amigos.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. So
2: it's possible that there's a different one there too. Who knows? Old school Disney was not as organized as it is today. <laughs> um. But uh, my number two, right?
0: Yes, that is where we're at.
2: Okay, so my number two use for a cardboard box uh, comes from my time in uh, the frozen tundra that is Kansas uh, (laughs) for about a third of the year. Um, Except on years where it's really dry, in which case it's just cold and flammable. Um, But... As I mentioned before, had a giant uh, pile of uh, cardboard boxes in my house, and um, my uh, I didn't have a driveway per se. I lived in a very uh, aristocratic and um, highfalutin neighborhood. You know, uh, cars uh, <laughs> on bricks, and uh, somebody had a uh,
0: Live you ammunition know, in the street.
2: Yep, somebody had painted their like, uh, you know, like their Toyota Corolla as the General Lee. You know, that sort of that's the sort of neighborhood I lived in. So I didn't have. A, I just had a lawn with a little dip into the street, so I would park my car on my lawn, like everyone else in that street. Um, and sometimes I would wake up in the morning and it had snowed a lot and because everything in kansas is flat there would be no real way for me to get any sort of momentum down my uh, driveway that i didn't have Uh, so it was very difficult sometimes to get my car out if i couldn't get traction which is why i would go into my house break up a cardboard box and stick it under the tires And usually that gave me enough traction. Obviously, you know, you don't want to use like your glossy uh, treated cardboard. Your like standard corrugated cardboard will give you enough traction. Um, Stick it under there. That way you don't have to get your floor mats dirty or whatever. And then just use that for traction and uh, ricochet your way out of your uh, driveway and hopefully not onto your neighbor's car that's parked across the street. And then you can go to work. So my number two is traction.
0: Traction. Yes. My wife carries cardboard in the wintertime for that exact same reason. Also some cat litter. So cat litter and cardboard. There you go. Uh, My number two is something that you do with cardboard box when you're a little bit older than one or two, maybe between the ages of four and nine. You take that cardboard box and you turn it into an awesome race car so that you can go zipping down the highway. Now, back in my day, we had to use our imagination to uh, put the scenery all around us. But if you're my kid's age, uh, you'll just pop some uh, point of view video up on YouTube and put that iPad right there at the uh, dashboard of your cardboard car and go racing along. Vroom, vroom. And you can color it. You can paint it. You can put uh, tape on it if you're looking for a really cool white racing stripe. You can make a, 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 a what are the airfoil on the back and do all sorts of cool things with. A cardboard box. When you're a young child and imagination and you got someplace to go really, really fast, you make a race car out of it. And so that is my number two use for a cardboard box. We have, have made save. it. You do save room room, and you make a little cardboard steering wheel, and maybe you make some cardboard wheels that you cut out of another paper box, but they kind of bend in half on the road. Uh, And, you know, if you're really creative, you'll go and get a toilet paper roll and you'll make a couple of exhaust pipes uh, there on the back. Don't forget the headlights, uh, all the cool things that you can do. And if you're really wanting to be generous, you'll make a second compartment right behind the driver's seat so that your little younger brother can sit behind there and be quiet while you race around and you both uh, giggle and laugh and scream. Uh, That's what my kids did when they were young. Uh, now I think they they make like I said earlier ski ball machines fully functional ski ball machine out of their cardboard box. So that's my number 2 race car. All right, we have Stevens, made it
2: Steven's family the only person to actually have put their labo together when they got it actually. <laughs>
0: we had Labo the the oldest had Labo loved it and within probably I want to say 3 or 4 days after getting it he had done all the projects in it mm-hmm. including the one that you wear on your back. And you, I think it was the oh yeah, the and you pull one? on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had built that one too, and he thought that was really cool. So,
2: well, the good go. thing about Labo is that some random uh, Switch games do have VR compatibility, so you can still use your Labo oh, nice. goggles.
0: Nice, <laughs> very nice. All right, we've made it all the way to our number one, Matthew. What do you have for number one?
1: My number one is a special shout-out to someone very special to all of us on the Major Spoilers podcast. Oh, you don't have
0: to do this for me, Matthew.
1: No, I actually kind of do. My number one is actually dedicated to Rodrigo's wife, who loves it when I get a little too inside baseball. So Mm -hmm. uh, here's the thing. My primary use of a cardboard box in day-to-day work is uh, every month or so, we at Major Spoilers have a live stream. That we do for a major spoilers patrons of the people who, you know, are part of the major spoilers experience and uh, the way my current setup is in my living room, I am pointed at a camera that is pointed right past me at a window. And so it's impossible for me to sit in front of this window without hating every minute of it because I, you know, I was trained uh, by Mike like that you, you don't shoot into a window. That's just stupid. So. What we did was we had a great big cardboard box, this enormous box that we got for a desk. And uh, my wife took it and put contact paper on it. So now I stand it up behind me when we're on the live stream. And it's got this fake board texture that always amuses me because it kind of looks like I'm sitting in someone's backyard, only not because it's clearly this fake cardboard background. And it makes me feel like I'm part of the whole you know, Zoom world where people can put a Zoom background behind them. I put up a a cardboard wall. It's kind of my shtick. Um, But I really, really appreciate it because it keeps me from having terrible lens flare and allows everyone who participates in the live stream to look at my hideous face and my big puffy head. And so it makes me feel just a little better as someone who was actually trained in how to use a camera once 35 years ago. And so my number one use of a cardboard box is hiding things that you don't want people to see as in the background of a live stream. All
0: right. Rodrigo, what do you have for your number one?
2: Uh, My number one is, um, I think has been alluded to already, but uh, my number one, use for a cardboard box is actually costuming and you can be as um, I guess thorough or, or as simple as possible you know as like you can draw some eyes and dials and stuff and put a cardboard box over your head and pretend you're a robot I mean that's awesome-o that's, the, that's the classic yep that's, like, that's, that's exactly right you can be awesome-o. um or uh, for example, Uh, My parents would actually make pretty good, like actually very good costumes for us for um, school events and things like that. And they would use cardboard for structure. Basically, you cut out, you make a pattern, cut, cut out some cardboard, and then if you know how to sew, you cut out felt or cloth or whatever you're making the costume out of and use it structurally so that you know we had costumes where like I had like a wolf costume and it actually had stiff ears that were made out of cardboard basically they made a little cardboard helmet for me with ears and then put you know fuzzy uh you know kind of felted stuff over it um and actually the muzzle was made out of cardboard as well um you know if you want to make angel wings for your kids cardboard is the way to go you could you know a lot of people use wire and things like that but um depending on what you want to go and how hard you want to break the budget uh, honestly cardboard is like the reason why we ship things in cardboard containers is because it's cheap and durable so you can always put that to use um when you need something to be cheap and durable like your kid coming home and being like i want to be a fairy princess, and it's like, okay, well, let me make you a fairy princess wings out of cardboard and a crown out of cardboard, and that's actually pretty easy, assuming that you have, as I mentioned before, very important, a big, ugly pile of... Uh, maybe that should have been higher on the list. I like that it was lower because it sets up everything afterwards, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm starting to feel like this. I, I, this thing's actually very important. But anyway, my number one is costuming.
0: There you go. All right. My number one is... Man, it is a one that probably isn't going to save your life and may actually endanger your life. Because once Always you start good. to go down, number one. yeah, once you start to go down this, uh, this rabbit hole, you're going to uh, find yourself running into walls. You're going to find yourself maybe falling off of a cliff, maybe having a rock hit you on the head. My number one use for a cardboard box is you go out into the middle of a highway. Preferably in the southwest of the United States. You go out into the middle of the highway and you uh, take that cardboard box and you tip it up on its edge and you stick a stick underneath that cardboard box to kind of hold it up in place. Mm -hmm. Then you take some bird seed and you sprinkle it underneath that, that cardboard box. And then you put a little sign there that says free bird seed and you hope you go behind a rock you take that string that's tied to the stick you go behind a rock and you hope that when the roadrunner shows up to eat that free bird seed that you're fast enough to pull that stick out so that you can catch the roadrunner so my number one use for a cardboard box catching a roadrunner
2: yeah you know have you done that did you have ever yeah, have you ever managed to
0: catch it no because i'm afraid the next thing will happen is that i will uh, paint a big tunnel on the side of a of a road and say, you know, tunnel entrance and the roadrunner will run through and I'll be like, well, I can go through this tunnel as well, and then boom, smash my face into it. So no, right. I would and never do boulder
1: that. Rolls down and crushes yeah, you
0: room. don't want anything like yeah. that. You don't want to you don't want to have to hold up a sign that says yikes. You don't want to have to constantly introduce yourself as Wile e coyote super genius. No, that's just you Now
2: that's that's all nice if you can. Afford it, but I just don't have the budget to have an entire orchestra score when I'm tiptoeing <laughs> around and then stopping, and then tiptoeing some more. An entire string section? Who can afford it?
0: I, I tell you, uh, lots of people can afford it, especially when they become patrons at patreoncom slash spoilers They can support everything that we do here at Major Spoilers, so that we can go out to great sound libraries to uh introduce the the uh the fine songs that that are perfect for introducing and closing out shows just like this one Top 5. We do pay for all the music that we use right here at majorspoilers.com for all these podcasts that you're listening to. And if you had a good time tonight uh or today or whenever that you're listening, hello future people. If you had a good time listening to this week's Top 5, then maybe show a little thanks and make sure that we can continue to pay for music whether it be Twinkle Toes, or whether it be wants that we need to get, we can pay for them thanks to your support over there at patreon.com. Now, what about our lists? Hopefully you enjoyed them. Maybe you didn't enjoy them. Maybe you have some, some ideas that would make for better alternatives. Well, all you have to do is head over to our Discord server. You can find a link to it in the show notes. Go into the top five channel, and then share your top five uses for a cardboard box. Why? Because everybody loves a list. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.